The title of this book is called The Northeast. It's by Stephanie Cohen. Consider this. Have you ever visited the Empire State Building or the Statue of Liberty in New York City? How about Washington, D.C., our nation's capital? Perhaps you've eaten lobster in Massachusetts or crab cakes in Maryland. These states and others make up a region of the country known as the Northeast. Do you know what states are part of the Northeast? Introduction. Can you name the state that sells the most lobsters? It's next to Canada. Do you know how many chocolate kisses are made in Hershey, Pennsylvania each day? Here's a hint. It's a lot more than a million a day. The answers to these questions can be found in one place or region, the Northeast. A region is a large area made up of places that share some features. These features include geography and climate. The people in a region share their history too, and they often share how they make a living. In this book, you'll learn about the geography and climate of the Northeast region. You'll learn some history of the region by hearing about the people who live there. Finally, you'll hear about the Northeast region as it is today. Chapter 1. Geography and Climate The Northeast has many kinds of landforms, such as mountains and valleys. It also has rivers, lakes, and seacoasts. Here you can find both the Appalachian Mountains and Cape Cod. The Northeast has it all, from snow-covered mountain peaks to hot, sandy beaches. The Appalachian Mountains run through most of the Northeast. They start in Canada and end in Alabama. Because the Appalachians are ancient mountains, they have eroded and worn down over millions of years. The Appalachians have large deposits of coal, a fossil fuel people use to provide energy. In 1859, large deposits of petroleum or crude oil were discovered in western Pennsylvania. These deposits started the modern oil industry. The Appalachian Mountains are east of the Atlantic Coastal Plain. It's the long, flat stretch of land that runs along the seacoast. Here, there are beaches, barrier islands, and wetlands. Barrier islands are long, narrow, sandy beaches that run parallel to the shore. They stop storms and tides from washing away the beaches on the coast. Marshy wetlands are also found along the coast. The barrier islands protect them too. Many birds and small animals live in these wetlands. On a warm, sunny day in summer, there's no better place to be than Cape Cod in Massachusetts. It is known for its beautiful beaches and fine fishing. A cape is a piece of the coast that sticks out into the sea. Cape Cod is a narrow, hook-shaped piece of land. It has water on three sides. Rivers and lakes. Many states in the Northeast border the Atlantic Ocean. In addition, the region has many rivers and lakes you can enjoy. The Great Lakes are some of the biggest freshwater lakes in the world. They form a water border between New York and Canada. There are five Great Lakes, 
the two smallest lakes, Erie and Ontario, are in the northeast. The Niagara River connects Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Along its short path, the river plunges over cliffs about 170 feet high, creating Niagara Falls, a waterfall. The power of the crashing water is used to make hydroelectric power. The Erie Canal is a man-made waterway that connects Lake Erie to the Hudson River. The canal took eight years to build. It was finished in 1825. It linked New York to the Midwest. The canal was a fast, cheap way to move people and goods around the Northeast. The Four Seasons The weather in the Northeast can be hard to predict. It changes almost every day. In summer, it can be hot during the day and then cool at night. Winters sometimes have sunny, warm days followed by freezing cold days. Snow can fall as late as April. Many people live in or visit the Northeast to enjoy a climate with four different seasons. If you visit, you will need to be ready for all kinds of weather. Pack your suitcase with an umbrella, a sweater, a bathing suit, and mittens. You may need them all. Chapter 2. The People The first people to live in the Northeast were the Native Americans. The Iraqis were a large group of Native Americans. The Iraqis lived in what is now New York State. The Iraqis called themselves Haudenosaunee. That means people of the longhouse. The Iraqis lived in longhouses. The frame of the longhouse was built with arch tree trunks. Its roof was curved like a barrel. The frame was covered with large sheets of bark. Entire families, including aunts, uncles, cousins, and grandparents, lived together in one longhouse. Five Iraqis nations, or groups, joined together to form a government they called the Iraqis Confederacy. Later, the Tuscarora, who were not Iraqis, joined them. Together, the six nations wrote a constitution. They agreed to stop fighting each other. The Confederacy may have inspired the founders of the new government of the United States. Europeans arrive. In 1620, the Mayflower set sail for America from Great Britain. A small group of pilgrims was aboard. They wanted to escape English rule. The pilgrims left Plymouth, England in September. They reached the Massachusetts area in November. The voyage took 65 days. After a stop at Cape Cod, the pilgrims built a colonial settlement at what is now Plymouth, Massachusetts. The pilgrims' first winter was cold and very hard. They struggled to build shelter, find food, and just stay alive. Nearly half of them died that first winter. Fighting for Freedom People moved to America from Great Britain in the 1600s and 1700s. The 13 colonies were formed. In the 1760s, the British government began to ask the colonists to pay taxes. The British needed money. The colonists got angry. They did not want to pay taxes to Britain. In December 1773, 
Three British ships filled with tea were in Boston Harbor. The colonists were supposed to pay a tax on tea. Late one night, a group of colonists dumped hundreds of boxes of tea into the harbor to protest the tax. Britain was furious. The Boston Tea Party helped lead to the American Revolution. Many of the battles and important events of the American Revolution took place in the Northeast. The war ended in 1783. America was now an independent country. Immigrants arrive. By the 1840s, the population in the Northeast was beginning to change. Immigrants from Europe were arriving in cities like New York and Boston. Immigrants from Ireland, Germany, England, Poland, Italy, and other European countries wanted to live in America. The first immigrants were mostly poor people. They came to America hoping to find a better life. Many of them did not find one. Some were able to find skilled jobs. Some became business owners. But most of the immigrants worked in factories for little money. Most did not speak English. Often children had to work long hours too. Their families needed the money. Immigrants lived hard lives. The population of the United States grew quickly from 1840 to 1930. By the 1930s, more than 37 million immigrants had come to the United States. They helped build our railroads, bridges, and schools. They worked in mines. Some farmed. Others worked in factories. Immigrants helped build the United States. Chapter 3. The Northeast Today. As the population of the Northeast continued to grow, the economy changed. The economy is the way a region uses its goods and resources. At first, most people in the Northeast were farmers. In the 1800s, many inventions made life easier. More and more factories were built to make all these new inventions. Soon, factory work replaced farming as the main way people made a living. Workers made paper, shoes, and other goods. People moved to cities to work in the factories. Cities grew. The state of Maine is known for lobster fishing and making paper products from its many forests. New Hampshire makes electronic machinery and relies on tourists to enjoy the mountains. Vermont the number one producer of maple syrup, granite, and marble. Massachusetts is a center for education, health care, computer technology, and tourism. Connecticut manufactures all kinds of machinery, from jet engines to sewing machines to submarines. Rhode Island makes metal products and jewelry. New York is a major center for printing and publishing foreign trade, banking, and wine production. New Jersey produces chemicals for medicines, cosmetics, and cleaners. Pennsylvania leads the country in producing specialty steel. Delaware has a huge chemical industry. Maryland is a shipping and fishing state with many educational and medical facilities. D.C. 
has your tourism and government. The big cities. On a map, the Northeast is one of the smaller regions in the country, but the cities of the Northeast make up a megalopolis. A megalopolis is another word for an area with several large cities that run together. The Northeast megalopolis spans over 600 miles along the East Coast. It includes Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is the capital of the United States. It is located between Virginia and Maryland on the Potomac River. Our government is there. The president lives there. About five million tourists come to see our nation's capital each year. Do you like history, space, and art? Then you would like visiting the Smithsonian Institution, the National Air and Space Museum, and the National Gallery of Art. Farmland and Seacoast Farms, orchids, and bays are scattered throughout the Northeast. You might be surprised to find out about some of the crops and animals raised in this part of the country. The state of Maine is a world leader in canned sardines. About 75 million cans are made each year. In Vermont, they have cool, rainy weather, and it's perfect for dairy farming. It is the top producer of milk in the Northeast. Maryland is a small state, but has the longest waterfronts, and its large bay is full of clams, crabs, oysters, and fish. Just in time for Thanksgiving, the state of Massachusetts harvests millions of pounds of cranberries. The state of Pennsylvania is known for having 59,000 farms that grow everything from mushrooms to corn to Christmas trees. Chicken farms are one of the largest industries in the state. Their chickens lay over 6 billion eggs a year. National Parks and Living Museums Acadia National Park lies on the rocky coast of Maine. It's like no other place in the Northeast. The park has beautiful mountains and cliffs. From high above, you can view the rocky shoreline all around. You are almost completely surrounded by water. The park also has woods, lakes, and ponds filled with animals and plants. Native Americans probably lived here about 5,000 years ago. Since then, explorers, settlers, tourists, and conservationists have visited this area. Conservationists work to keep the environment healthy. Massachusetts has a different kind of park. Old Sturbridge Village is a living history museum. Everything there is just as it was in the early 1800s. You can visit the barn, the tin shop, the law office, the meeting house, the shoe shop, the cider mill, or a village home. Conclusion. The Northeast is a special part of our country. The seasons bring snow, rain, wind, sun, and the changing colors of fall. You don't need to travel far to visit mountains, beaches, rivers, lakes, farms, or huge cities. 
The people of the Northeast come from all over the world. The millions of immigrants who now live in the Northeast have brought with them many traditions. American history is all around you in the Northeast. You can visit many historic places to learn about colonial life and the fight for American independence. And you can visit a city for a subway ride, a good meal, and excitement. Don't miss a chance to visit the Northeast. That is the end of the Northeast by Stephanie Cohen. This book was read by Lorna Shipp for the Studios of the Connecticut Radio Information System.